Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Group on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 547. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, coming to you from Merritt, British Columbia. Yes, home of the Lions. Well, Merritt's not, but BC is, so there you go. I'm a BC Lions fan, have been since 1971 when I was nine years old. Um, yeah, so I'm an old, old guy. Uh, actually, the oldest guy on the podcast. Will's close. Will's really close. He's like six months younger than I am, but uh, it's got to be great. Anyhow, guys, I've opened up your mic, so be careful what you say and yawn and, and, and do weird things right now. Because uh, just in case my podcast, my mic doesn't do anything, I want you to be able to jump in and tell me what's going on. Anything else, Charles, specifically you. Um, I'm also, you also know that I am down in the basement of my home with my ranch, with uh, my grandkids running around, and they're going to go to bed soon because school's back in and everything else. So when it comes down here and they're going to be really noisy, I'm going to mute my mic. And I want you guys to take over and run with the show, please, Charles, okay? Thank you, and I know you will do that. I appreciate that. So what's going on in the world of sports today? Uh, today, to this week, anything, all, CFL is kind of, I, I don't want to say it's boring, because, but there was really nothing happened in, the, in, in this week. There was no uh, you know, major injuries. There was no penalties. There was no suspensions. There was no uh, trades. There's, it was really kind of quiet for the whole week since the games. I mean, we had some spectacular games and, and uh, some good things, bad things happened, whatever. Um, everything was good. Uh, big news in, in the football sports was Aaron Rodgers of the New York Jets, who I, I, I know nothing about this. New York Jets are like a favorite to win the Super Bowl or something like that. I really thought Jackson Jaguars were. Anyhow, uh, Aaron Rodgers, who was used to be the quarterback from – Green Bay Packers, he moved over to the Jets in a trade, I believe, or something like that. And Green Bay got a first-round, conditional first-round draft pick or something like that if he plays 70% of the games. He's out for the season now. So Green Bay doesn't get it there anything for their – or very little for their trade, which is kind of cool. You've got to be careful with these conditional trades. Uh, anyhow, he tore, ruptured his Achilles tendon in a non-contact uh, play or – move or whatever else now they're bitching and whining about turf astroturf or turf uh versus natural grass and the, the big debate right now with the nflpa which has probably about as much power as the cflpa only maybe a little bit more but still the uh, the, the billionaires are going to tell the pa to fuck off just like the millionaires do in in canada um so yeah i really don't think that that's going to be a bit of an issue but it is kind of neat to come up and, and argue back and forth of why and how and can this happen in the cfl we were kind of debating that one online today and it just it, it, there's no way that we're going to go back to natural grass in canada not with our weather not with our winters not with the, anything it just the cost is is so huge to be able to do that now maybe they can do it in the nfl in the southern states and, and stuff like that where they have grass and they can irrigate and they have water and they have all sorts of stuff i can't do it in a dome stadium what do they do grow, grow the grass outside and then bring it inside for the game yes they do that but it, it's a long-term solution uh, it's very costly um but 
Do they care about the expense down in the NFL? They, they, would, they have money falling out of their pockets, right? Um, so, yeah, no, I don't know whether or not this is actually going to mean anything. Aaron Rodgers' career is probably over at this stage in game. Uh, why would he want to come back? He's probably made enough money that he doesn't need to, and yet uh, why is just coming back for the, the sake of doing football? Anyhow, that's NFL, and I really don't want to talk about it and take too much time on it, but it's a, it created a debate uh, of turf versus grass, and, it, you know, the soccer soccer stadiums are all going to grass, or they all have grass. BMO has real grass except for the end zones, which are turf. Um, are they going to go do the whole thing into grass? Uh, what's the deal? What's going on? Who knows? Um, is Toronto a big issue with having grass? What's it like in the wintertime? You know, they, they, they bitch and whine a lot that the, the, the pitch is wrecked for the football or the soccer guys. So I don't know. Uh, back and forth, back and forth. What are we going to do on this one? Uh, what else is neat and new, wonderful? I, I haven't, nothing really, nothing really. So let's um, go right into uh, our, our, introductions now and we'll do that we got charles coming from abbotsford british columbia charles cliff how you doing buddy i'm doing well how are you doing good evening uh, pretty spectacular you know i i'm home from work actually you know i i've got a bit of a toothache so and i've had it for a few days now so well, that's not too fun <clears throat> I, I don't know how long i'm gonna last tonight i just might end up going disappearing for a while so like go to bed um, so you might have to take over or we'll shut the show down early again. I don't know. We'll see what happens. It, it, yep. it's, it's late for me, but, uh, we'll deal with that one. Um, kids are gone to bed yeah. and they were quite quiet there. So, uh, I might not have to leave you, lose you guys unless something really drastic happens. They start screaming and yelling, throwing things. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So cool. How's things with you? Wonderful. Uh, yep. Can't complain. Things are Carson's going well. in grade 12, eh? Yep. Grad there is at his uh, grad barbecue earlier tonight. He was just a little itty-bitty boy when I met him. Yeah, it definitely that seems just, like that, doesn't it? Just little. It, it's, it's been 10 years. Uh, yeah. It's been, more, it's been more than 10 years. I was, I was looking on something the other day. Did you know that there is a Let's Talk BC Lions group that's not ours? There is? Yeah. That yeah. I did not know. I didn't know it either. Somebody came up and says, "How come I got kicked out of the group?" And I says, "I don't know. I don't. I'm not involved in it." He says I do very little with the BC Lions group. But he said, "Yeah, I, I got kicked out, and there's no reason." And I went to, to ask you about it, and you're not an admin. No, it's not off. I'm an admin. I created the group. They can't kick me out. Yeah, and I, went I didn't look, know there was a yeah. If it's it's called Let's Talk BC period B period C period Lions. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah. And I didn't want to join the group because I didn't want to give it any recognition. But I did present a post. All of their posts have to be approved. Obviously, mine's uh-huh. not going to be. And Because I, I basically said, what, you couldn't come up with a more creative name? You had to take uh-huh. some, one from somebody else? But they've been around since uh, for like seven years. Oh, really? Yeah, there's over 2,000 members. Hmm. Okay, I was Weird. not aware of that. I, neither was I until like just a couple days ago. I meant to talk huh. to you about it, but I really j- j- I haven't slipped my mind. But yeah, yeah if you go look at that's it. That's something on I Facebook, had no idea about. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like, and, and it's it, it's three women or two women and a guy that are running it, and it's just like mm-hmm. they they have eight posts a month. A month? Shit, that's we have, nothing. We have 
we have eight posts an hour. In a few hours, yeah. Yeah. So, hmm. but they have twenty two hundred twenty two hundred members. I don't know whether they just they think it's our group and they went over there because I don't know, I don't know. But yeah, with only eight posts an hour or a month, you think that yeah. they could just change the name and not try to confuse people? You would think so. I, I, obviously, that they uh, they picked that name so that they could piggyback on the success of our group. Yep. I thought it was pretty bullshit, but. What do you, what can you do about it? Yo, Facebook, this isn't allowed. Um, True. Yeah, it, is. it is allowed, so there's nothing we can do about it. But uh, yeah, I just thought it was kind of funny. Oh, well. Anyhow, William. William. William McDonald from Calgary, Alberta. How are you doing? I am here, and I am good. And uh, I was on that Facebook group, um, and I... And I got accused of trolling one day. <laughs> no, not so you. They, yeah, me. So, and I wasn't even I wasn't even doing it. Okay. And what do you mean by you weren't doing came, it? I I wasn't doing it on purpose. I was trying to offer some constructive Advice? criticism, constructive <laughs> criticism, and I I think it was after one of the BC Lions losses this year. So um, they were all a little, they were all a little butthurt and they punted me. So what can I say? So and I was, just for the refer- reference, you know, yes. you, you whined and cried for quite some time about not being a, uh, an admin on the let's talk CFL page. And I finally made you an admin on there. Right. And which, yes. you know, I appreciate everybody who's helping out. So I, you're yeah. there, right? How come yeah. I have to delete your posts because they're abusive and swearing? You, you know, you, you really can't about? do that as an ad. I, I deleted one of your posts. You called somebody a fucking idiot or something. I would never call anybody a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, you would. You do it all the time. Okay, so so let me ask you something. Yes. Was it was it was it deserved? Probably, but that's not that's irrelevant. Okay. Okay. It's irrelevant. No, it's You're not. an admin. No, it's yeah, not. No, 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 no. No, it's not. No, what? no it is. Because it, I'm an ad- because I'm an because I'm an admin, I should be better than everybody else. A fucking idiot is a fucking idiot. It's that simple. Yeah, yeah, but you can't call him that. Oh, this is this is this is this is starting to sound like work, Christopher. I know. I know. Start- okay. They tell me all the time at work. Well, you can't say that, and I'm like. <sighs> Okay, I won't say it again, and then I do. Yeah. So what can I say? Yeah. I I know, but I'll, I'm just I'll, telling you that I, I, you I what, had to delete your, your post. Sake, for your sake, Christopher, I'll try and do better. Thank you. I appreciate that. Charles, you yes. keep an eye on on Will, okay? Otherwise, we're going to have to put I will. post. We'll have to put post approval on him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I, but hold on. I do something that you and Charles don't do. Okay. What's that? What's that? Consult people. Well, you guys, no, no, you guys get pulled into these fucking rabbit holes of these useless fucking discussions, and it's they're useless fucking posts by people, and I just delete the fucking thing. I don't care. <laughs> bye, bye. Talk to yourself. I don't give a shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there, there's a few that I do that too. I actually, I for the first time and in a long time, if ever, I turn the commenting off on a on a post. 
Oh, did you? Because okay. yeah, I, I, I was. I, I didn't want to delete the post because hmm. th- to me that's that's uh, censorship because people have put up you know made a comment on this, but I got it got to the yep. point where there there's nothing else that anybody could say that would be constructive here, so I just turned off the commenting, and I've never done that yeah, before. Well. And I actually get mad when you people know. turn off the commenting because I usually have something to say, but uh, yeah. Just uh, I just did it. I don't even remember what it was about. I did it anyhow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's move on. Rudy, welcome to the show. I'm not going to try to pronounce your last name because I get in trouble with that. And I don't know where the hell you live. Somewhere in Manitoba. I live in Winnipeg, it seems. Well, you, you keep telling finger. me you're not in Winnipeg. I'm in Winnipeg. You live in Winnipeg. <laughs> Maybe it's Rudy 1.0 that didn't live in Winnipeg. He lived somewhere else. Didn't yeah, he? no, no, I live, no, I live in Winnipeg. Okay, just, just inside Winter of Winnipeg. Yeah, I was born here. What's Not your yet. excuse? You Isn't that right? You can't call it Winterpeg yet. So like it's 25 today. Um, yeah. Yeah, doing good. I'm just kind okay. of waiting for the CFL season. I think mm-hmm. the CFL season is too long. I don't like it. 18 games is too long. I understand why it has to be 18 games for it's a gate-driven league, but for competitive purposes, I prefer a 16-game season. They'd be winding up fairly soon, and then teams wouldn't get like what's at Toronto. They get basically they have six useless games coming up. Yeah, but that's five. well. It depends on how Montreal does, right? Yeah, I guess so, but I don't. Yeah, think Montreal, I would say so. I mean, Montreal I mean, got hammered last. Toronto slapped them around last year. Yeah, what Toronto did? Yeah, Toronto's playing them again this week yeah. too in Montreal. That might um, be, might be closer. We'll we'll see what happens. So, do you guys want to do this? Do you want to go over the games from last week, or what do you want to do? Um, sure. Sure. No, isn't that what we, we normally do? Yeah, it is. It's exactly what we do. Yeah. But uh, I just week thirteen, week what? I lost it. How, how's that even remotely possible? Lost well, what? The agenda? No, no, there they are. Put it in the garbage. No, the the, the results for last week. Oh, okay. I put, I print out Sparky's thing where it has the points and everything and who did well and who mm-hmm. did nothing. And uh, so it, yeah, I just want to do that. So, okay, so the first game up was the uh, Hamilton Tiger Cats into Ottawa to play the Red Blacks. And I honestly thought Victor Crum, no, what's his name? Dustin Crum. Dustin Crum. I keep getting mixed up with that guy from Harry Potter. Anyhow, uh, just Dustin Crum uh, was actually going to do well. I, I, I thought that he was going to turn this the, the fortunes of this team around this late in the year, and it, it's just not happening. Uh, Hamilton, who is an absolutely useless team, blew him away. Well, it didn't blow him away, but ha- handled him quite well. So it was an interesting game. It was back and forth. Uh, Hamilton came out victorious, and uh, yeah, I'm just really disappointed. Uh, call, not Colin Powell, uh, Powell, Powell, Taylor Powell, Taylor Powell. Taylor Powell. Doing, he's doing a lot better in 
Hamilton when we anticipated him to be. Now, both of these guys are third-string quarterbacks for this team. They've gone through, mm-hmm. destroyed two quarterbacks each at the beginning of this thing. So they're, they're third-string quarterbacks. This is why this season right now is so freaking unpredictable. Edmonton's on their third quarterback. Saskatchewan's on their third quarterback. Hamilton, Ottawa, both on their third quarterback. Uh, mm-hmm. Montreal should be on their third quarterback because their first quarterback's no freaking good. Um, it's seriously the only two quarterbacks that are still in for the most part is um, Chad Kelly hasn't missed a game, or he did a little bit, and Zach Caleros who who was out for a little bit. He missed one game. He missed one game, and that's it. Now um, Vernon Adams, I think he missed three games, didn't he? Three or four? Yes. Yes. So. So he he's back, but you know you look at him. He's missed four games this season. He's still number one or number two in most of the quarterback stats throughout the league, and, and people don't appreciate that. He's actually would be the number one quarterback in the league right now if he had been able to play those four games. I know there's some arguments from uh, a few people in there, especially somebody on here, but uh, anyhow, it's just one of those things. Well, uh, anyhow, Charles Hamilton, Ottawa. Well, honestly, with Hamilton coming off of a three-day break, I honestly thought thought that that. uh, they, quite frankly, I just didn't think they would have enough left in the tank uh, to beat Ottawa, especially with Ottawa coming off of a bye last week. But they just, uh, they gutted this one out, and Ottawa just, they no-showed. Let's face it, they were terrible in this game. I mean, I remember back five or six weeks ago, there was a lot of optimism around uh, Ottawa because they won, I think, two or three games in a row. They they had that big comeback win over the Bombers and so on. That optimism is completely and utterly gone from now. Uh, they just, yep. um, I mean, yeah, they were close. It was 27-24, but you were playing a team on three days rest after you had a bye. I mean, come on. If you can't win that game, how is anyone going to expect you to win any other game? I don't know what happened to them. They they got on that little mini roll, and then they just collapsed. And then, like I said, all the good feelings around the team is gone, and uh, they just don't have the um, – I don't know. They just don't have it. It's just uh, Dustin Crum. Uh, I think people have figured him out. Uh, he's a, one of these quarterbacks that uh, – I think he runs too often. I mean, I don't mind a quarterback running, but uh, he goes to the run too often, and teams seem to figure that out. And, yeah, they just, um, I don't know, they just weren't great in this game. And uh, give Hamilton credit, coming off of a three days rest against a bye team, that's, uh, I don't think a lot of, I don't think a lot of people thought they would pull this one out, but they did, so. Uh, good for them. I'm, I was surprised that they did it, but they did. So good for them. You know, if it was Winnipeg on a three-day bye or a three-day rest period, we it would be, you know, okay, what's Winnipeg going to do? What's going to happen against Ottawa coming off a bye? You know, is there a possibility in this? Or But we're talking about fucking Hamilton. There's no way Hamilton should have been able to yeah. pull this game up. Okay? If it was Winnipeg, if it was Toronto, even B.C., you know, maybe one or two of the other teams. Yeah, we could have, you know, could say, okay, this is going to be a close game. This is going to be a good game. But, you know, ultimately Ottawa should have won. But against Hamilton, Ottawa should have destroyed them. It just didn't happen. It just simply didn't happen. 
Okay. William, you don't care about these two teams over there. Well, you're, you're right. I don't care about these two teams. That's why I kind of disagree with Charles. I, I, thought, I thought it was quite a competitive game. And I watched the whole thing from start, it was, from start but, yeah, I watched the whole thing from start to finish, and it was it was an enjoyable game, and the commentators kept on saying what Charles said, they only had three days rest they they're gonna they're gonna peter out sometime soon, and they never did they never <laughs> so did. i guess yeah, I guess they just i guess they just thought, hey, we're close, we might as well you know, bite down on our mouthpiece and go for it, and they won the game, okay? But yeah. I, 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 Hamilton's quarterback didn't look bad, and neither did Ottawa's quarterback. So, I mean, they both had over 250 yards passing, I do believe. And uh, so, like I said, I enjoyed the game. In general. So that's all I have it was to say a, about that. It was a good game to the two bottom yep. teams in the league. Yeah, it was. It was. You know what I mean? It was an enjoyable football game. And it wasn't a messy game. No. Right? It it, it wasn't like one catastrophe after another where we've seen that this year. We've had games where we just said, this was just a terrible game. This wasn't. This was a good game of football between two teams. Two evenly matched teams. It was indeed. Rudy, do you have anything to add? Um, well, you guys kind of covered it, but you know what? I think Hamilton played so bad against Toronto at home. I mean, they were a fucking joke on Labor Day. So I don't know how much energy they really, really used in the Labor Day game. And, I mean, I agree, three days rest is not a good recipe for for any, any type of football league. But um, I think Hamilton was playing on uh, a lot of pride, and uh, they wanted to uh, – at least put in a 60-minute effort and see where the chips fell, and they came out on top against a, a, another bad team. So, you know, good for them. They bounced back. Uh, that probably saved their season. I mean, don't forget, they still think they can they can sneak into the playoffs and, and uh, host another Grey Cup game. So uh, they're not quite done yet. So good for them. Well, and Ottawa, well, I don't know. I don't know where you go from here. It, it's kind of funny because – Today, uh, uh, in week 12, like, you know, three, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, I put out an exercise to you guys, which was, you know, pick the winners of every game for the rest of the season and where do they land up in the standings. And it, it, it was, it, the exercise was, was great. We had fun with it. My predictions were off on a lot of things. Um, but beside that, we, we all just came up and we asked us to do it again. We've done it, and I did it. And – both of these teams, I do not have winning another game for the rest of the season. Either one of them. The only reason why Hamilton won this game is because they, you know, somebody had to win. But, yeah, it just, yeah. It, they're both terrible teams. Okay, anyhow, final score was 20, Hamilton 27, Ottawa 24, uh, 51 points was our total, which was the over, okay, uh, let's see, go to Sparky's thing here. Uh, yeah, so it was Ottawa by three with a 47-5 over-under, and Ottawa 
Hamilton covered the points. They took they took them. Okay, so it went the wrong way. And uh, but the over under it was definitely over. The next game was the Montreal Toronto game. Now the uh, DraftKings had this thing at ten and a half for Toronto with an over under of fifty one five. Um, Charles, back at you on this one. Yep, this one was not close, and I wasn't expecting it to be close. Montreal is not a good football team right now. Uh, they're they're you know they're an okay football team. They might beat some of the middle guys in the bottom feeders. They're not going to compete with teams like BC, Toronto, Winnipeg. Uh, they were just lethargic. Uh, Toronto. This game was all Toronto right from the start. Um, I wonder if Montreal's realizing now that Cody Fajardo is not the answer at quarterback. If they're not, they're, they're, they're not paying attention. Uh, Toronto continues to be strong. I mean, let's face it, they are in the Eastern Division, and that does give them a decided advantage there. Toronto is still a very good football team. Are they as good as Winnipeg? No. I guess we'll find out in a few weeks when they play each other. I don't think they are. But we'll find out in a couple of weeks. But, hey, in the East, they're a powerhouse in the East. But, uh, that, I mean, that's not exactly a, a major um, accomplishment because the East is uh, Toronto and uh, mediocre teams. But still, Toronto went out. We've seen some upsets this year, and Toronto went out, took care of business right from the beginning, and that was that. So, um, their full value for the win in this one kind of went exactly as I expected it. Yeah, 100%. It just uh, – Cody Fajardo is just not a starting quarterback. I don't know why or how or who decided that he was. It's just It just boggles the mind. Boggles the mind that he's still there. And, I mean, who's their backup? It's uh, Caleb Evans, right? Uh, no, Caleb Evans, uh, sorry, yes, Caleb Evans, that's right. Caleb Evans was actually put in a couple of strong performances when Cody Fajardo was out. I don't know why they're mm-hmm. not going back to him. It, it makes I don't no know sense. either, to be honest. Uh, you know, what do they have to lose? They're already any... getting blown out. <clears throat> yeah. You know, I got Montreal winning three more games this year, but it's, I don't know if that's really going to happen. But. <clears throat> we'll see. We'll see what happens. Okay. Uh, Rudy, you're next. Montreal, Toronto. Did you watch this one? Uh, you know, I watched some of it. It was pretty much a foregone conclusion. And uh, I think Montreal Montreal's going to get second in East by acclamation pretty much because Hamilton and Crowar horde so that doesn't I mean I mean I guess I guess Montreal can look forward to you know <clears throat> beating Toronto having a shot at going to the Great Cup you know what they get a what they get a one shot deal um no they don't probably they don't probably don't deserve that shot but they're gonna get a home playoff game and then they're gonna get to go to Toronto where there won't be much of a crowd well hang final. on hang on hang on it, you you got to say that first off, the semifinal game is going to be in Montreal. That's pretty much a foregone conclusion yeah. right now. Okay. Um, 
it's going to be Saskatchewan or Calgary that crosses over. Do you not think one of them yeah. could beat them? Yeah, I think I have Calgary crossing over, and I think Calgary could win that game. But it seems the East, for whatever reason, the West teams cross over and they they, they struggle in the East in those playoff games. But saying that, yeah, I mean, it would it's not it's not it's not it's not a stretch for Calgary to or Saskatchewan to uh, cross over and uh, and beat Montreal in Montreal. No, and and, see, and that's happened. That's happened numerous times where. The, the crossover team has won the, the Eastern semifinal, but they've never yeah. won the the Eastern yeah. final. They've yeah. never gone yeah. in. And that would have to go into Toronto and play, and, and they, yeah. they won't be Saskatchewan Toronto. was close to one year. In no. 2017, Saskatchewan was close in the East, in the East final. They, they, weren't, they, were, they were, yes. And then, uh, and then I think uh, Toronto got a late touchdown. Yeah, I, I think BC right. was close in one year, too, but that was – and it, it, it just – it has never happened. And you're talking about a fourth-place team playing a first-place team, right? And yeah. I mean, that's bottom line. And yeah, right. nobody should expect them to, to win. No. It's going to happen eventually. When, I think one year it's going to happen. Team will make a run. Yeah. Oh, it would be great if it was this year. I, I would, I would, oh, God, I would be so happy. <laughs> I would be so happy. Catherine. I don't think you yeah, even if it was Saskatchewan, even if it was Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan but, crossed over and went and beat Toronto. I, I, I would, I, I, I'd be the number one Saskatchewan fan. I really would. Yeah. How, how about this? I'll tell you this. If a team ever does run the table from the West into the East, they win the great cup game going away. That, that kind of momentum would be ridiculous. They're, they are winning the great cup game. Yeah. It would well, be funny as hell. I know I'm going to get some flack tomorrow on the as people listen to the show, but uh, yeah, I really I'm just the arrogance of the Toronto fans right now is just it is rivaling Winnipeg, and and I think they've exceeded yeah. that. Well, the thing is, but Winnipeg they put in good quality regular seasons, right? A West team that gets first, they put in a solid regular season, and they, they do. do the one game shot. East fans, that's their strategy. Like that's their 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 whole deal as well. We'll just go, who cares? We'll go eight and 10. Doesn't matter. Let's have no expectations. And then, you know what, let's get, let's, let's have a one good, let's get lucky and have, you know, our team play well for one game in November. And that's, to me, that's, I I have higher expectations for as a league and teams. And honestly, I don't mind upset, but when it becomes the norm, it gets, I don't like it. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're trying to playing well, Last year was pathetic. Okay, there's no way in yeah. hell Toronto should have beat Winnipeg, and and they did, and no. now they're boasting about it. And one idiot actually on on in the group actually said that they Toronto's now in the middle of a dynasty. They've won one one Grey Cup, and they fluked it off. So you know it's just like seriously, give yourself a break. You know, just shake your head, buddy. You're 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 so out of touch with reality. Complete delusional, William. Toronto Alouettes, Montreal Alouettes, Toronto Argonauts, they play a game together. Well, the yeah, score flattered Montreal. And I watched the uh, first quarter, and then I said to myself, fuck, it's too early to be watching football on a Saturday. Let's watch some American college instead. Um, Cody Fajardo did have 276 yards passing. He was uh, almost as good as uh, 
as Chad Kelly. But uh, ten points. But, uh, but uh, um, Toronto had 110 yards in rushing with UJ mm-hmm. Olet or whatever the hell his name is, the guy with the bad haircut. So I think that was the Ugly big difference. Haircut. And on Ugly top, hair. and and on top of that, they scored a whole bunch more points than Montreal did. So that yeah. pretty much sums it up. Okay, I mean, there's not much more. I didn't watch the whole game because I. I it was it was a runaway from the beginning and uh yeah so not much you can say no I, Montreal, I is, Montreal is Montreal is not that good pretty simple and Montreal's not a good Giorno, team and they got a bad quarterback you know you you can get away well, with being a, a, an okay team with an okay quarterback but you can't be a bad team or an an, an okay team with a bad quarterback Cody Fajardo is just yeah. not a quarterback. No, I agree. No. I, mean, it's, I think the proof is there. And not just this year. Past, past few years in Saskatchewan, too. Yep. And BC yep. and Toronto. Yep. Yeah, but he was never the starter in BC. He was always a barker. He was always a backup there. Yeah, that's but, right. So. But he went down the road really fast because he was not even a good backup. Yeah, he, you know what? he was not somebody yeah. that you could rely on. No, but he got he he caught fire in a bottle in 2019 and had a good year, and that's what set him up for these next three or four mm-hmm. or five years. But okay, he's not. Hang on, hang, hang, hang on for a second. Let's go back and talk about 2019 for a second because that it, this is important to give it context. Okay, Saskatchewan was Chris Jones's team. It was the second year, third year of Chris Jones's tenure. In there, he built a team, and two weeks before training camp, he left for the NFL. So this was his team. This is what he had put it together. He had assembled it and put it together. They go out with Zach Caleros as their quarterback, and he gets concussed in the first third play of the first game. Okay, and he's gone for the season, or a, a good chunk of it uh, gets traded to Toronto, and then tra- Toronto trades him to. Winnipeg. Uh, it's a whole other story, and there's a lot of history there. Um, so Cody Fajardo is the number two guy. He was not the starter. He was the number two guy. He stepped up. But you're talking about an absolutely stacked Chris Jones team that was going to roll through the CFL that year. I honestly believe that. They, they, 2019 was Saskatchewan Rough Riders' year. They were going to win it all. It was just unbelievable the way that that team was built. Yeah, Chris Jones did an amazing job with it. If Zach Calero stayed healthy, nobody was going to stop the Saskatchewan Rough Riders that year. That's just a fact. I, I'm sorry, you can't argue with that. It's just it was going to happen. I, I, I'll, I'll say something. What do you, what do you, I think the, the, the Bombers were seven and two with Nichols, and they were they were beating everybody. And then Nichols went down, and then Strebler started, and they shit the bed, and they had to hang on to fourth. Otherwise, the Bombers get first that year. So, yeah. Winnipeg would have been okay. Winnipeg yeah, would have been okay. It, it would have been a big battle between Saskatchewan and Winnipeg that year, yeah. okay? Let's let's face facts. But Zach Caleros would have yeah. made the difference in the, in that because Zach Caleros is a far better quarterback than Trevor Harris, okay? But yeah. both teams oh, were stacked. Oh, Lord. Um, what? I, I, I don't want to rate on anybody's parade, but you just said that. Saskatchewan was going to run through the league. That's just a fact. It's not a. It's fact. not a fact. 
It's not it's a not fact. A fact. Oh, it's not a fact. Because okay? they didn't win. It's they a, didn't a supposition win. They didn't by have a quarterback. And, and I'm going to say this once again, and I've said this a thousand times. Rudy, if you think you were going to win the Grey Cup with that with quarterback, and I'm not – no, I'm not talking about Zach Claris, the other guy that we don't remember Nichols. anymore, the guy who got – Matt Nichols. Matt Nichols. You are – you are that was not. They were not. It wasn't. That was happen. not going to happen. <laughs> okay. Not going to so, happen. Not even close. My my point of this so, rant is. Okay. Yes. Just just hang on. My point of my rant is that Saskatchewan went thirteen and five with Cody Fajardo as a quarterback. Okay. Yes. Cody Fajardo did not catch fire and was an amazing quarterback in two thousand nineteen. He just had a bizarre team behind him he, he had, had a great year amazing, though he, he didn't have a bad year but it, mm-hmm. would he have had that year now could he have done that with this the Saskatchewan Rough Riders this year no he no couldn't because the Saskatchewan Rough Riders no. this year was not the team that Chris Jones built in 2019 that's what no. I'm, trying, I'm saying here is that that Saskatchewan was stacked in that year literally almost okay. any quarterback could have done well in that that season with Saskatchewan. That was my point that I was trying to make. But then come playoffs, he couldn't get it done. Because playoffs, the quarterback is far more important because it's a one-game thing. Okay? So, anyhow, that's uh, irrelevant. So let's go back to this. Yes. Toronto 39, Montreal 10. Total – oh, you know what? we we got to finish up Hamilton. Sorry. We did Hamilton – 27, Ottawa 24, total points was 51. Uh, Charles, you picked Ottawa, you got 50 points. You nailed the score, buddy. Uh, Will, you got 24 points. Everybody picked Ottawa. Everybody picked Ottawa to win. CJ got 36 points. Rudy, uh, back end with 10. Uh, Montreal, 10. Toronto, 39. Total score was 49. Uh, Charles, you picked Toronto, 138 points. Will went with Montreal. He got 28 points. CJ picked up Toronto with 140. Uh, Rudy, you picked uh, Toronto with 136. The next game up was the Banjo Bowl. Banjo Bowl. This is where Saskatchewan goes to Winnipeg to play the Bombers after they had just played in the Labor Day Classic in Regina. And uh, Saskatchewan won the Labor Day game, didn't they? they correct me if I'm wrong. They they they, they bested the Bombers. They did. And, uh, yes, they and, did. And, and then the Banjo Bowl happens, which I love the Banjo Bowl. And somebody said that the, they're not going to call it the Banjo Bowl anymore because it's uh, politically incorrect or it's woke or it's something like this. But then it's never officially been called the Banjo Bowl anyhow, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, so Winnipeg played uh, – Saskatchewan came and played Winnipeg. And I'm going to let Rudy talk first on this one because Winnipeg is his team. So you go ahead and tell me what you thought of this game. You were at the game. You probably consumed too much alcohol. Um, but uh, uh, I, had a, I, had a few, I had a few beverages. My daughter's 18th birthday, too. So we were tailgating at about 11 a.m. Well, we kind of kept it on the rails for the most part. But uh, it was, uh, you know what, it was an expected blowout. I don't think anybody expected uh, Winnipeg to score on their first nine of ten possessions, and they honestly could have made it probably 
eight touchdowns in a row if, if they really wanted to, but they kind of called the dogs off in the second half, and they put uh, Brown in for the fourth quarter. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, – it was a blowout. It was, uh, you know, it's what Winnipeg's capable of doing. And they, uh, like, Claris was mad. There was no, he was looking to put a, he's looking to put a big foot on Saskatchewan. So they uh, probably pissed off the Bombers with, with that, that victory and uh, kind of hit like that, like big, kind of hit in a stick. And they kind of woke him up. <laughs> Winnipeg beats that little Saskatchewan. So. Yeah. Your your phone's your phone's cutting out, Rudy. Well, I don't know where you are or oh, whatever. Sorry, but you sound like you're in a car. Yeah, I'm driving. Yeah, I'm in a car. I'm just driving home. Okay. Sorry. So yeah, it's uh it's cutting in and out. So I'm gonna move on to to Charles here. Okay. Charles. Yeah. Talk talk about your Winnipeg Saskatchewan game because uh, uh yeah it was pretty pretty brutal. Six the six. Six touchdowns on the first six possessions for Winnipeg, then three field goals and a punt. That was the ten possessions for Winnipeg. That's dominant. I mean, how do you go? Yeah, how do you go from the Labor Day to that? I mean, it was a bare thing. Although to be fair, uh, I think a lot of people felt that this was going to be a blowout. I know I did. I didn't yeah. think it would be quite this um, one-sided, but, boy, Saskatchewan no-showed. And the Bombers showed that when they're firing on all cylinders, they are a virtually unbeatable team, and they, they can put up a lot of points on you. And you got to look. Two games mm. this year against teams that they beat, or teams that beat them the first time, the Lions beat them in the first game. They came back and absolutely slaughtered the Lions the next game. Saskatchewan beat them. They came back and slaughtered Saskatchewan. So when this team gets pissed off, they go out and destroy teams, and they've done it twice now. So they're, I mean, let's face it, they're the team to beat in the CFL still. Uh, there's still no question about it. Don't throw Toronto in my face. Yeah, they won the Grey Cup last year at uh, playing at full capacity, firing on all cylinders, Winnipeg is still the best football team in the CFL. I don't care uh, if you can uh, about Toronto. Not to say they can't be beat because they have been beaten and they're probably a little bit more beatable this year than they have been in past years. But you got to play a, uh, a virtually perfect game just to beat them. And uh, ooh, Saskatchewan was far from that, but this this, this one was was kind of a joke. This was a glorified practice for the Bombers because Saskatchewan put up very little resistance. Uh, so yeah, it was a uh, uh, just a blowout right from the kickoff. The game was over about five minutes into the game. Um, yeah, and the Bombers are still a very dangerous team. So anyone who thought. Otherwise, you're um, you're out to lunch. I'm looking at something. Uh, Winnipeg. Winnipeg does not get to play Ottawa again. Yeah. Ottawa's the Ottawa's the team that beat one of the, the first team to beat Winnipeg. 
and uh, they only play them once this year. Like Toronto only plays them once. So yeah, uh, Ottawa doesn't get Winnipeg doesn't get to re- uh, extract revenge on them, and because they Ottawa won't make the playoffs, so there's no way in hell that Winnipeg will play them again this year. So okay, Ottawa uh, will get crushed again. I'm confident of that. Oh yeah, without question. Um, I, I would like to see it because it, it they Winnipeg might, might actually hit a hundred. Um, <laughs> William, I you? wondered if they were going to hit a hundred in that game the other night. They were in the forties in the first half. It's scary. Okay, William. Yes, sir. You know, it doesn't matter how old I get or who my favorite team is, I love it when Saskatchewan gets shit kicked. I just love oh, yeah. it. It makes me yeah. it makes me giddy. It made me giddy all day, okay? Um, that game wasn't even close. Um, Winnipeg basically showed who they were, and if Saskatchewan had any hope, <laughs> it got crushed that day. And, uh, yeah. Winnipeg, and and the thing I was more impressed about than 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 normal is I'm not a big uh, I'm not a big Brady Oliveira fan, but man, he was impressive, and he it, is it, actually hard, a pretty. It, it's hard not to be. He's a, yeah, he's a pretty good running back. There's no doubt about it, and he's a fucking load and a half. And yeah, uh, yeah. I think that I think that makes Winnipeg even better. Okay, and. Of course, Zach Kolaris was a man on a mission, and uh, yeah, it was just—it just—it wasn't even close. Okay. Oh no! First so, possession, Winnipeg took yeah. the lead in the first possession, and and yeah. that's all they needed to do. Yeah. They that's scored it. more points in their first possession than Saskatchewan did the entire game. Yeah, and it showed you how good of a quarterback Donna Gallo is actually not, because. Winnipeg was trying really hard in this game, and man, did he get smacked a whole bunch! So yeah. yes, he did. Yeah. Yes, well, he the did. DBs adjusted. So. The DBs stopped gambling too, like they did at Labor Day. They fixed that issue. Okay, so the final score was Winnipeg fifty-one, Saskatchewan six. I'm sorry. That's just embarrassing. Okay. Uh, total point score was 57, which uh, was actually kind of funny because the uh, the over under was 48. So they did. They go. Everybody went over this week. I think. No, no, the last game didn't. Um, anyhow, so uh, Winnipeg by eight. Uh, yeah, I think they covered the points. So anyhow. 51 to 6, totals 57. Everybody picked Winnipeg to win this game. I don't know why nobody picked Saskatchewan. Charles, or Will, you should have gone with Saskatchewan on this one trying to catch up. Uh, Charles, 104 points. Will, 132. CJ got 124. And Rudy got 138. Charles, you were closest on this one. You had 56 points, and uh, it was a total of 57. Okay, the last game, three games on, on Saturday was a pain in the ass for me. I mean, and, and during the day, like, 
10 o'clock, 1 o'clock, and 4 o'clock start. I mean, I'm working. It's a ranch. You know, I, I can't go watch football games. It was very sad. So I was listening to them on the radio and watching them. I had my iPad set up while I was working. And, uh, yeah, okay. Anyhow, Calgary in Edmonton. This was a rematch. Now, this game here, there's a lot of whining going on about this, about phantom P.I. calls. But I, I think, you know, I, I watched it over and over again. It was definitely a good P.I. call. Was it close? Yes, it was close. But, you know, there was a close call in the game before that Calgary was won in, in the Labor Day game. So it doesn't even out. Yes. Can, can you blame one bad penalty call uh, for losing a football game? Well, you can try. We know that if that's the case, then you should have just – if you're going to let the refs decide the game, then you, 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 you deserve to lose. You should have played better throughout the game. Isn't that a Dana, Dana White move? That's something that he said. Going to let it go to decision. That's your own fault. Um, so yeah, the Edmonton Elks uh, were uh, at home, and at home they're not a very strong team for the last three years, uh, setting world world records or North American records. But uh, yeah, they did. They played a decent game of football here. It was not a high scoring game, but let's see what happens. Uh, William. You're the Calgary fan. You start us off with this, this game. What was your thoughts on it? I know you watched the whole thing, and you're not well, very pleased with the outcome. Uh, I, I'm going to talk about something other than the game, and, and I'll tell you what. So basically, in the second half, Calgary's, uh, Calgary's offense completely did nothing, okay? Absolutely nothing. And um, I don't I don't talk about phantom PI calls because I, I believe penalties are part of the game and you have no control over them and it is what it is so I never complain about referees or anything like that but what I will complain about is on every good team you have a leader and on offense it's usually the quarterback and you and Rudy both said that you picked Calgary for maybe the crossover and what if they were to beat Montreal? Well, they're not going to beat anybody with Jake Mayer. And I'll tell you why. Jake they're Mayer not going to beat Cody Fajardo? No, no. Jake Mayer is not a leader, okay? Quarterbacks in the past that played for Calgary, Bo Levi Mitchell, Jeff Garcia, Henry Burris, they would have taken that fucking team on their back and they would have willed them down the field to score at least one fucking touchdown or one <laughs> fucking field goal, okay? Something. They, got two fi- they got two field goals in the third quarter, and nothing, nothing in the fourth, fourth quarter as opposed to Edmonton's 18 points, okay? It was pathetic. And then after the game, they interviewed Jake Bear, and Jake Bear is like, well, we weren't we weren't good enough, I guess. We got to get better. I've been hearing that all fucking season, and what I a wish profound they statement. would. I wish they would grab somebody who had some fucking balls and make them the quarterback. And there you go. That's all I have to say about Calgary. What well, you know who they should make quarterback is Mika Off, because he's like the only the only <laughs> dining star on that team right now. 
Well, no, I was going to say let's make Rennie Paradise the, the the quarterback because he's the only guy who scores points on that team. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That, I, I can't argue or di- dispute anything that you said. You're you're 100% accurate. You know, I, I've I've never been a fan of Bo Levi Mitchell, but the team followed him. He was a leader, mm-hmm. right? He definitely was the leader of that team. And where he went, the team went. Or where the team went, he went. It was just it was it was there. This Jake Mayer is just like a, a a wet dish rag. It's just soggy. Charles. Talk about this yeah, football so I'm game, just, cause, like, we haven't done that yet. Yeah. Well, I mean, it actually was almost a complete and utter reversal of the game the week before, where it looked for the longest time like the uh, Elks had the game won, and then all of a sudden, uh, the Stampeders come back and snatch victory away. Well, this week, it was kind of the exact opposite. Here's my point uh, on this one, and, and I'm kind of in agreement here with Will. At halftime of this game, the score was Calgary 17, Edmonton 7. I believe that um, Trey Ford had one passing yard in the first half or something ridiculous. I know he had virtually nothing. I don't even think he was in double digits. How do you only have a 10-point lead over a team like that in the CFL at halftime? I mean, they have 14 points in the second quarter, but I mean... It was ridiculous. Calgary should have been home and cooled out at halftime because Edmonton had zero passing attack whatsoever. As it was, he only Edmonton only passed for uh, something like 173 yards, and the overwhelming majority of that was in the fourth quarter. I don't know how they get literally nothing out of that game. That game should have been as lopsided as Winnipeg and Saskatchewan was. But just the offense didn't have it, and then their defense, the Stampeders' defense, completely vanished in the fourth quarter and let the Elks score 18 unanswered points. A team that could barely move the ball in the first half gets 18 unanswered points from you, and it's just... Uh, you know, it's embarrassing. I got to be embarrassed if I'm a Calgary fan because that that was just uh, uh, a terrible collapse. That's a game they should have had won home and cooled out long before they even got to the fourth quarter, and they just pulled a no show. Their defense collapsed. Their offense sucked. And I'm kind of with Will there. I don't think Jake Mayer is a leader at all. Because no. if he was any kind of leader, they'd have, they'd have had that game won. It, it's either he's not a leader or the team won't follow. Well, it kind of goes hand in hand there, kind of. No, if not you're a good leader, they'll follow you. Well, yeah. if you're a, 
a good leader, they're going to just not lead, follow you? I don't know. There's, there's, it doesn't work. I just don't think the team is rallying around their quarterback. I don't think they have a lot of confidence in them. Well, and I can't understandably, them. understandably, right? Whether he's trying to be the leader or not, it, it, it's just not—it's not working out for him. No, Anyhow, it's not. Rudy, not at all. Rudy, are you able to talk right now? Or are you still driving, or are I, you I doing so. anything? I, with... I think I'm, I, I got about five minutes. I'll be at home. I, I'm not sure how I sound right now, but um, all right. Yeah, you're okay right now. Go I'll ahead. I mean, Calgary's blowing about four or five games like this, where they, I mean, they should have won games. So there is something really, really wrong with this team that, I mean, I mm-hmm. see, I can see losing one or two close games, but when you blow game after game after game, that you should easily win. They should be 500 right now. But At least. Just something's up. And, and I think Dave Dickinson gets some blame, too. I'm not sure if they, if they went too conservative in the second half, too. Like, I know Mayer gets some of the blame, but who's calling the plays as well? So, I think there's a lot of blame to go around. And uh, like the entire team imploded in the second half. So, uh, yeah, I don't get it. I mean, they look good at times. The staff look like a good team. You watch them in the first half, like, hey, this team's going to do, you know, this team is dangerous. Against Toronto, they play, they play Toronto hard and tough. Like, but then it just doesn't happen. So, it's uh worst case scenario for Alberta is that most they split that team. One of those teams had to sweep and that didn't happen. So, Lucky yeah, it, it needed to happen. Out. With them them splitting, it just wasn't good for yeah. either team. Yeah. But they're, they're lucky the East teams are just are, are just in that. So they're still in it, which is ridiculous. But they're in it. Yeah. We we okay. we could be looking at a scenario where we have a CFL playoff and no Alberta team in it, which it's I don't horrible. remember the last time that was. No. It, it's possible, but highly unlikely. I think Toronto or Calgary's going to cross over. Uh, maybe the case. Yeah, I think one of one of Calgary's going to cross, or Saskatchewan, if Calgary actually puts their, some shit together and gets past Saskatchewan. I don't, which I just at this point I don't see happening. And but the thing yeah, is, Cal- right Calgary has some talent too. They should be have a better record than what their record is. Well, show me a team in the league that sh- it shouldn't have a better record. With the exception maybe of Toronto and Winnipeg. BC should have a better record. Montreal should have a better record. And they all should. Mm-hmm. They just don't are not doing it. This year just sucks. And, and you know, it's not that there's parity in the league, because I don't want to say that. Because there's not. There's not parity in the league. It's just there's no nobody just stepping out. Yeah, it, consistency yeah, is it. each every yeah. team is missing consistency. Winnipeg, BC, everybody but Toronto. Toronto's yeah. consistently winning, but they're consistently pay, playing low end teams. So you know, get over yourself. It's already. not. It's not parity. It's mediocrity. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. It is. It's consistent. Consistency and consistently mediocre. Me, mediocre. 
Okay, Mediocre. so the final final score of this game was 25-23 for the Edmonton Elks over the Calgary Stampeders. Total of 48 points. Uh, what's this? What's this doing up here? Get away. Get away. Oh, do, 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 do. The over-under on this thing was 48-and-a-half, and, a half and the, the, the score was 48. So this was an under. Uh, this was Edmonton by one and a half. They covered the points. They got. They were up by two. So <laughs> they covered the one and a half, but barely. Okay. Uh, so everybody picked Calgary. No, sorry. Um, Charles and Will picked Calgary. Uh, CJ and Rudy picked Edmonton to win. So Charles, you got 30 points. Will got 32 points. CJ actually nailed the score with 150 points on this one. And Rudy was 140. You're off by a point. You're over. Over by a point. Okay, so how did this end up for the week? Because uh, Charles took over first place last week. CJ had a bad, bad week. And uh, what was it? Hang on. Charles was... What week are we at? This thing just took off on me. How is that possible? Okay, yeah, Charles was up by six points. Okay, at the end of last week. Uh, so CJ comes in at 450 points for today, this week. Uh, Rudy came in second with 424. Uh, Charles at 358 and Will at 216. So the total for the year so far, year to date, has CJ back up in the lead with 4348. Charles is about 80 points back at uh, 4262. Uh, Rudy is at 41.38, and Will is exactly a thousand points back at 31.38. You, Char- Will, you're gonna have to start making your your like run for it, eh? Because it's it's pretty much getting to the end of the season. It's over. It's over. Start picking it's over. Start picking underdogs. Yeah. It's over. Hope for the best. Okay. I guess. You're down down by a thousand points. You don't think you can make it back, eh? Don't think so. Okay. So that's week fourteen in review. It is over. It is in it is to bed. So now we have our scores for week fifteen. Week fifteen in the CFL season. There's only like twenty one weeks. We're coming to the end of the season here. But it's kind of sad. It's you know, we've, we went such a long off season to watch a see, to, to watch football. And then all of a sudden we're at the end of it. And it's just like, just feels like it just started. Can't, can't they, they play like 28 weeks or something, you know, can we not do, do, no. get these guys to man up a little bit and stop being wimps? Okay. Uh, <laughs> week 15, first game up. We got two games Friday, two games Saturday. I'm really pissed off about the Saturday games, but that's okay. Uh, Toronto, Montreal. Toronto into Montreal. Charles, Will, do you still want to go last or does it matter now? Yeah, I'll go last. Okay. Uh, Toronto, Montreal. Charles. Oh, this one's not a tough call for me. Uh, Montreal's not playing well. I mean, this is a rematch from last year, week. And basically, uh, Toronto crushed them last week. I suspect it's going to happen again. Um, Toronto's just a significantly better football team than uh, Montreal is. 
And, well, Montreal's got Cordy Fajardo at quarterback, so they've that, got that running against them, too. This is an easy one for me. I'm going to take uh, Toronto in this one. Uh, I'll say 51 points. Okay. So it's, uh, I'm just going to go back and before you finish, I'll let you change it if you want. Toronto is a uh, six and a half point favorites. The over under is at 52 five. I'm sticking with 51. 51. Okay. Toronto 51. Uh, Rudy, yep. what are you going to do here? Six and a half point favorites, 52 five. I'm going to go high. I'm going to go uh, Toronto 62. Okay. Uh, CJ's going to go Toronto on this one, and I'm going to go 58 points. That's going to be an over, an over pick at 58. William, you're last here. Montreal 56. Montreal 56. Ballsy play. Uh, the next game is Edmonton into Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan's favorite by three points with an over-under of 46.0. Charles, Edmonton, Saskatchewan. Did no one watch last week's game? Um, this team is coming, getting blown up. Although, yeah. I got to think they're going to want to play somewhat better because teams, when they get blown out like that, want to play for pride. Uh, Edmonton came off that big emotional win over Calgary. So, I don't know. This is one that's a tough, tough call for me. Uh, You know what? I'm going to – I bet against Edmonton last week, and I regretted it almost instantly, and it turned out I was right. I should not have – I'm going to go with Edmonton this week. I think they're – I still think they got uh, some momentum left in them. Uh, so – and I'm not a big fan of Saskatchewan, and I think Jake Dogala has come crashing down to earth after last week. I'm going to go Edmonton 43. Okay, so you're going under, under the 46. Yeah. But you're, and you're taking the underdog. Okay. Rudy, what are you going to do here? I'm going to go oh, Saskatchewan. No, I'm going to go Edmonton. Edmonton, 42. Okay. Uh, CJ is taking Edmonton, and I'm going to go 48 points. Definitely going on the overside of things. Uh, William, up to you, buddy. You know, you know, you Gonna guys are assholes. You, 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 you guys are assholes because you're making me pick fucking Saskatchewan. I never pick fucking Saskatchewan. Well, neither do Saskatchewan, I. Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan, fifty-eight. Okay. Do you want to go first next time then, and you can pick the team that you want? No, nope. no. Nope. No, because you can change them anyways. It doesn't matter. Right? Sure you can. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Okay. We have the Winnipeg Blue Bombers traveling east to play Hamilton. Now, Hamilton's on a roll. They got a hot (laughs) hand right now. They are are a dominant force in the east division. And, uh, and, And the Bombers are coming in. This is an upset just waiting to happen. This uh, DraftKings has the Winnipeg six and a half with the over-under at 47 and a half. 
there's no way Winnipeg's going to cover these points. Uh, what do you say, Charles? I held it together uh, right till the very end of that. It may not be quite as bad as a week ago against Saskatchewan, but Winnipeg's going to blow these guys out. I'm sorry. They're going to crush these guys, I think, again. Uh, this one's not close, in my opinion. Winnipeg, 51 points. Winnipeg, 51. Okay. And uh, Rudy? Winnipeg hasn't won a regular season game in Hamilton since 2017, but I I think that'll end this week. So I will go uh, Winnipeg, 56. Okay, I'm, I'm taking Winnipeg, and I'm going to go 48 points. 48 seems to be my, my lucky number here, or it's not very lucky, but I'm just picking 48. The first one in Toronto, Montreal, I went 58. So, uh, But 48 for Edmonton and 48 for Winnipeg. Uh, William, what are you going to do here? Montre- uh, Winnipeg into Hamilton. You're going to take the Ticats here? Hamilton, 49. Hamilton 49. Okay. You're going off the rails completely, aren't you? Um, (laughs) I'm going to see what you do with the next one. Okay. Into the lion's den comes the red blacks. Ottawa red blacks are coming to BC to the dome to play the BC lions. (laughs) This is going to be funny. Okay. um, Charles, Charles, I'm putting down BC here, even though you're going to have to say it for uh, Sparky's uh, benefit. I put BC down as well for myself. Charles, what are you going to do here? I will literally freak out if they blow this one. Um, Ottawa just seems to find ways to lose. And if the Lions lose to this team that uh, just um, lost to a team on three days rest, I will be somewhat furious, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think the Lions are going to win. They're they're rested up. BC, uh, 52. Okay, Rudy. Well, this one ain't be close, but uh, I'll say BC, BC, uh, 46. 46? Yeah. Okay, so I this is I'm gonna finish the back game a little differently. I'm going BC and I'm gonna take fifty eight, which is the first Toronto and BC are fifty eight, Edmonton and Winnipeg are forty eight. William, you gonna take Ottawa? Go Renegades fifty six. Renegades. <laughs> Charles used to say that all the time. I did. I know that. I know that. Fifty six. Oh, I'll take Ottawa, thanks. 56 points. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. So there we go. That's got that. Okay, now I no, have an even... Oh, no. oh, sorry, we're missing one other game. No, we're not. Uh, we're one. Calgary, Calgary against the bye, and I'll say it's five. The bye will kick a field goal and beat Calgary three to two. <laughs> 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 okay, I'm sorry, that was funny. <laughs> we we've never had that 
We've never had that. <laughs> in the seven, eight years of this podcast, we've never had anything like that. That was good. Rudy, well done. Okay, I'll give you that one. Okay, I... <laughs> oh, God. Um, okay, I have to go over to the agenda here to see what Charles actually picked here. Where did it go? It was kind of hard because there wasn't a lot of extra stuff to put it, so I did my best on yeah, it. Yeah, why don't why don't we do our picks for the rest of the season first? I, I just wanted to see what he did in the agenda to see if there was anything worth doing. First, there's nothing spectacular in there. NFL expanding their practice roster, which yeah, we'll talk about that. Who's the best running back in CFL? Yeah, we'll talk about that. That's sure. Uh, Trey Ford, sustainable Montreal uh, at Monday. They reached an agreement with 28 year old Darn. Nah, there's nothing really earth shattering. Okay. So no, what we isn't. did in week 12, week 10, 11, 12, something like that. Um, actually I think it was week 11 was the first week that we did it. So that piece of paper here is not relevant. Uh, I went over the, uh, each t- each game for the rest of the season and picked a winner. And it actually changed. I had some changes on my previous list, and I think guys probably did too because there's definitely been been some different some some things that have happened in the CFL that we just simply didn't exist, didn't think was going to happen before. Um, my picks for this week are exactly the same: Toronto, Edmonton, Winnipeg, BC. Uh, but in week 16. I had Ottawa over Saskatchewan. I, I, I don't have that anymore. I have Saskatchewan beating Ottawa. Uh, BC, Calgary over Montreal, Toronto. That's fine. Uh, week 17, I had Ottawa over Montreal. I don't believe that's going to happen. I'm going to take Montreal over Ottawa. Uh, week 18, uh, everything. Oh, again, I have uh, changed Ottawa over Montreal to Montreal over Ottawa. Week 19, what happened in week 19? BC, Calgary, Edmonton, Toronto, those are the same. BC, Toronto, Winnipeg, and Winnipeg, Montreal, Toronto. Yeah, the rest of the season is the same for me. So what changed for you guys? I got Ottawa losing some more games than I thought they would. Montreal winning a couple more than I thought they would. Charles, did you do your homework? Well, I mean, I had BC only losing one more game, and that was to Calgary. And, well, that went right out the window the very next game because they lost two in a row there. But, uh, yeah, exactly. So, obviously, they're not going to stay, they're not gonna stay the, the same record. I, I think I had them at 15-3 and three, um, total, but uh, they're going to be 15 uh you know, I think 13 and 5 is probably realistic from where they are now. I mean, they could very easily, I think there's a good chance that they're going to run the table. But, uh, you know, there's still that margin of error. The Winnipeg game is a big question mark for me at this point. Initially, I had said that Calgary was going to be a uh, question mark for me. I can't see that happening. Calgary is just a mess right now. Uh, but other than that, it's pretty much, I mean, while maybe the record changed a little bit for me, the standings and where I thought everyone was going to where everyone was going to be basically stayed relatively the same. Maybe just a little different. Although, sorry, I think I'm going to switch and I'm going to put Winnipeg first and BC second. Other than that, pretty much everything stays the same. Okay. Okay. William. 
What are your standings look yeah, like? Yeah, you know what? Mine didn't change much from from when we picked the last time, with the exception of BC losing a couple of games that I didn't think they were going to lose. And yeah, now, no shit. And now I've switched it around, and I've got them winning a couple of games for the rest of the season that I thought they were going to lose. So, so for me, they still end up uh, thirteen and five at the end of the year. And the only team that's better than them is Winnipeg, and Winnipeg's 14-4. and And I've got Winnipeg and BC only losing one more game this year. And And to who? To who? Who does Winnipeg lose to? Who does BC lose to? Winnipeg Winnipeg loses to uh, Calgary last game of the season. And uh, BC loses to Winnipeg. Okay. 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 That's it. And then, and then I've got, I've got, I've, I've actually just like you guys, I've got Calgary doing the crossover thing, which I still don't believe, but I've, I, I'm going to go with it. And I'll just mention that Calgary will end up with with an eight and ten record the same record they had when they won the Grey Cup in 2001. So oh, we never Marcus know. Marcus Crandall. Yes, sir. You never know. Okay. Maybe they can fight him off. They, he can take over they, for Jake Mayer. When they beat the, when they beat the drunk uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers, okay? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I've got Saskatchewan finishing up 9-9 nine and, nine and Edmonton at 6-12. and 12. And... Uh, Wow, in the okay. east, the biggest difference—the biggest difference for me in the east—is last time I had Hamilton finishing last. Now I yeah. have Ottawa, Ottawa finishing last, and Hamilton a close, a close, close to last. And I have Montreal with a seven eleven record, so therefore Calgary gets the crossover. And I've got Toronto finishing at fifteen and three. Because of the teams they play in the fucking East, okay. Who 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 is Toronto going to lose to? I know Winnipeg's um, going to beat got, them, but who else? Winnipeg, and I threw in a I threw in a game against Saskatchewan in Saskatchewan. So yeah, I did you never too. know. You never oh. know. You know what? I can actually see that because Toronto never plays well in Saskatchewan. Toronto, and they always seem to struggle there. And, the and I understand 15-3 is a pretty good fucking season record, as in oh, it is. not it many is. teams have gotten there. So, so okay, well, and I mean, yeah, so there you go. I can actually see that happening. I could see that happening. I could make that switch on mine, but we'll see what happens. Rudy, what are you doing? What do you got? Winnipeg is finishing what? I have Winnipeg at fourteen and four. I think and you have BC at uh, B- I have BC one game behind at thirteen and five. I have Saskatchewan eight and ten. They're going to drop a game to Calgary. I think I think Saskatchewan goes into Calgary late in the season, so I think they'll. But they'll still be good for third place. I have yeah. Calgary has an easier schedule. Calgary, uh, besides BC, they don't really have a lot of. Uh, yeah, they have they have some East games. I mean, who do they have to play? I mean, Montreal, Calgary plays Hamilton. Winnipeg. 
Mon- Montreal, yeah. Hamilton, Saskatchewan, BC, and Winnipeg. Yeah. So I get to them winning three or four games out of that. Um, and then I have Edmonton has a tough schedule. Edmonton has to play, I think, Winnipeg, Toronto, BC. So yeah. they might be playing decent football, but their schedule is going to be tough. So I have them. Yep. I have them at six and twelve. Okay. So, and I have Calgary crossing over. Yeah. I have Toronto going four. I have Toronto going fourteen and four. I think they're going to fall off in the second half because they have nothing to play for. I think they'll win a few games. They might lose a few. They'll lose the last game of the year against Ottawa. I know. Uh, I think they'll feel the. <laughs> I, uh, a very thin lineup in that game. I think they'll maybe first half. It's 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 really hard to tell. I mean, we're going. I'm I personally am going on the power, the strength of the teams currently, and projecting them through those games. I'm not taking into account resting players coasting because of the, you know, I've got my position set nailed and everything else, because quite frankly, I don't think BC and Winnipeg can take their foot off the gas anywhere for the rest of the season. No, no, I agree. They, um, they, they have to be balls to the wall right to the very last game because one of them is, if one of them slips up, the other one's won. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's actually good for both teams because Coasting into the playoffs is the worst thing you can do. Like it's just, it's 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 an evil that you can't overcome in the NFL because well, the, the downside, year after year. Yeah, the downside for BC is they have a week twenty-one bye. So if they do yes. win, if they do win the division out, then they have two two week buys in a row. I don't right? like that at all. Neither do no. I, because I've seen teams happen. I've seen that happen to team, and they, even if they don't lose, they come out flat as a pancake. Yeah. Well, look at the year. In look the at West the year finals. Um, look at the West final in 2000 and, uh, was it 19? No, 2021 against the Scots when Winnipeg had five turnovers in the first 20 minutes mm-hmm. of the game. That game, should, that game should have been a blowout for Saskatchewan. Thank God Winnipeg's defense was good, and Fiardo was playing. Otherwise, there's, there would have been no, like, Craig Dick There's been no coaching. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I have okay. Toronto. I have Toronto winning. Obviously, Toronto's going to run away with the East. I have Montreal nine and nine because their schedule. I think they play Hamilton and Ottawa a few times. Yeah. They're they're, they're going to they'll be nine and nine, but that's a very soft nine and nine. And then I have Hamilton and Ottawa at five and thirteen. I think Hamilton's going to lose every game. They're going to be. I think they're going to. Yeah, so five Ottawa, and thirteen, so and Ottawa yeah. at three and fifteen. Yeah. So I actually, I, I, I can see Toronto losing that game to Saskatchewan, but I do have them at sixteen and two. Montreal at nine and nine. Hamilton and uh, Ottawa, you know, five and thirteen, thirteen to five, respectively. I have BC and Winnipeg both at fourteen and four, and BC taking the division because of the season series. I have Saskatchewan at eight and ten, and taking third place in the West, and Calgary crossing over with a seven and eleven record. Uh, Edmonton has missed the playoffs at five and thirteen. Now, of course, the, the, this is just speculation and projection, and uh, Edmonton may end up uh, at seven and eleven, and uh, 
crossing over because they have a better record than Calgary. I mean, Calgary would have the season series on Edmonton, don't they? William? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, anything's possible, but that's kind of where we are. I think we're all pretty much on the same page. We're so close on all of our projections here as we're going. It's hard not to. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Very cool, guys. Thank you for doing this. Uh, I got, I'm got. i going to keep this paperwork here, and we can do this again in, in a couple of three weeks. How about we do this again at week 18? Only three weeks left. Mm-hmm. 18, 19, 20, 21. Four weeks left. We'll do it in eight, week 18, three weeks from now. Cool, 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 cool. So now let's dive to the agenda right now. Uh, Montreal Alouettes have signed 28-year-old linebacker Darnell Sankey. This is a – what the fuck for? Um, are they trying to fill an injury spot or something's going on? Because Sankey hasn't played football all year. Did he play football last year? This is just like, okay, why didn't he sign? Wasn't there a he was problem? In the USF. He was in – no, no, he was in the – He was in the USFL. Oh, that's right. He he jumped to the USFL. That's right. Okay. Uh, He's trying to double dip. Okay. Make some more money. So this was just a one-year deal, so that he can finish the season with uh, with the Montreal Alouettes, and then he'll be released and go back down to the USFL for the end of the season, right? And, and for next season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Not sure that that's a great idea, but let him go. I mean, if he's definitely not playing 18 CFL games, so I don't know why you would do that. Would, why wouldn't you want to play the CFL season and not the USL season? Don't you make more money up here? You pay less taxes, and you get to be closer to the family, and I guess there's benefits to that. Okay, anybody want to talk on this one? Do you have anything to say, William? I guess not. Rudy? Well, actually, I, I do. I do. Okay. Um, well, then speak up. Sorry, I was brushing my teeth. Anyways, um, <laughs> he's uh, the first. Well, no, it's not. I brush my teeth at least two or three times a day, Charles. I mean, um, for this show. Well, yeah, I had you on mute, so you couldn't. Did I know of any toothbrush? Anyways, uh, no, I do it. I do it every week on the show. You guys just oh. have never caught me. Interesting. Um, okay. um, and then I floss and while well, we're talking. Anyways, you know what? Darnell Tank, he's a good football player. He's going to make Montreal better as far as the middle linebacker's position goes. Um, and I don't know if they just sign him for the rest of the year as he goes back to the USFL. But I'm thinking they needed to sign a quarterback. They didn't need to sign a middle linebacker because that's not their biggest problem is defense. It's offense. So there you go. But he makes the team better. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Well, he's a good so, – he's, he's an all-star. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Another another Calgary player that got away. So he gave him enough money. So there you go. 
It doesn't say how long they signed him. No, I realize that. And they released Brock Buck, Brocky, Brody Brock, Brody Buck. Whoever he is. He's a linebacker. He's not. No. There you go. So. There you go. Go ahead. Oh, he was in the XFL, not the USFL. Right. He was with Arlington Renegades, and they won the championship. So, so says the article. Okay. Rudy, you have anything to say here? I don't. No. I couldn't care less. No. Charles, you're good with that one? My, my, the only thing I'm concerned about if I'm Montreal is burnout, because the guy's already played in the season in the XFL. Does he get burnt out? We'll see. Who knows? He has had a bit of a break. Yeah. Okay, running up the little thing here. Who's the best running back in the CFL right now? Uh, I mean, there's only two running backs in the in the CFL that are doing any good right now, and it's just the two things that scare me as a BC Lions fan the most, and BC can't stop the run where shit is Brody, Brady Oliveira, without question, is the dominant force in this league right now. Um, he, he's running away with the the – stats with the lead, uh, what do you call it, running totals, whatever, uh, rushing, rushing totals. Um, but very close to him, and not close in numbers, but very close in there, is the, the bad hair day, uh, Ule, Ulet, whatever you want to call him. Uh, the, the, the French-American that can't pronounce his name properly um, and with the bad hair day. Those are the only two running backs in the CFL right now that are doing anything remotely close to anything that's dominant. And that's the two, that is the biggest problem that I see the BC Lions having because they can't stop the run where shit. And when you've got the two top teams out mm-hmm. there that they focus on the run, um, it's going to be very hard to stop Winnipeg and or Toronto. So, I mean, it's, it's, BC has to take Winnipeg out in the Western final. That's my belief. And, and if they do, they then they have to play Toronto. And if they don't, then, you know, Winnipeg and Toronto are going to battle it out, which I honestly believe are the two closest teams in the league right now. They, they, they're they both evenly matched in there. I just don't believe that uh, Toronto has um, proved themselves as worthy. And that's the best way of, uh, that I can put it at this point in time. So, uh, best running back. Uh, I know what Rudy's going to say, so I'm not even going to go there right now. Uh, Charles, who you got in there for the best running back? I'm probably right now, I've been gone back and forth to this, but I think I would probably give the edge to um, um, Brady Oliver right now. He leads the league in rushing and he has just gotten more and more, um, you know, not only just a good running back, but a strong runner. So he is, uh, uh, yeah, I, I got to give that to, to um, Oliveira at this point, Brady Oliveira. Actually, you know, Kevin Brown in Edmonton is the number two guy. Mm-hmm. He's, he's up there, too. He's, 
I, I think still, I would still give AJ the uh, the upper hand on Kevin Brown, but Kevin Brown is right there with him, I think, as well. Yeah, and James Butler is not too far behind either. It, 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 this is just in total yards. Um, yeah. Yard, yards per carry, Brady Oliveira is tied with uh, Kevin Brown at eight, uh, 5.9, and that is tops in the league. Uh, at uh, 5.7 is AJ and uh, Devontae Williams of Ottawa. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and then you have Dustin Crum, who has a 7.4 yards per carry average, and Trey Ford at 10.3 yards per average. That's pretty good average for Trey Ford. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're averaging a first down every time you run the ball. Pretty impressive. Uh, most most touchdowns, uh, Oliveira, AJ, and James Brown or James Butler all have six. Uh, Dustin Crum has five. Yeah. Okay. Well, it, it it's not cut and dry as to who the best running back is in the league. But okay. Uh, you know, 20 yards plus, uh, Oliveira's got six of those. Kevin Brown's got seven. AJ's got seven. So he's, Brady hasn't busted the long one as often, but he's got 10 yards plus 31 times. Kevin Brown's got 10 yards plus 24 times, and AJ's at 19. James Butler's 24. Devontae Williams is 22. Wow. It's, this, this race is a lot closer than I thought it was. William, what do you got to say? Well, the guy I've been impressed with the most lately, and I told you this earlier, was uh, was uh, Brady Oliveira. Um, yeah. I think I like I like the part he runs with authority, and he mm-hmm. runs and he runs and he runs over people. Yeah, and I and I think and I think he brings, I think he brings some enthusiasm to the Bombers because he is you know, only a second year starter that that they're lacking in some other positions. So, you know, and he, he's making he's making his offensive line look good. So Yeah. I think hands down hands down he's and you can't always look at stats. I think hands down he's the best guy in the CFL right now. Okay. Rudy, you wanna talk about him? Of course he does. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Brady's. I think Brady right now is the top guy in the CFL. But what I will say is, Toronto also has Harris on the bench. So in a playoff game, Toronto has a one-two punch that nobody else does because Harris. They don't use him a lot. They use him sparingly. He'll be fresh come Great Cup time or, or you know, in the playoffs, and that could be a lot to handle for a team with two of those guys coming at you. Well, so, uh, oh, hang, hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. I, I don't disagree with you, okay? I do, don't disagree with you with Andrew Harris back there, but who's the, the, the backup running back in Winnipeg? Uh, Johnny Augustine. He's pretty good. Yes. He, he, he's yes. no slouch. No. He hasn't played much this year. He's not as big. He's not. He's not a bruiser like uh, Oliveira, but he's still. He's still very good. So I would not be shy to put him in. If, if oh, yeah, Brady went down uh, right now, I would be yeah. comfortable with him. 
Yeah, so the team wouldn't, wouldn't don't, yeah. <laughs> I would I you know what I would take Johnny Augustine over Andrew Harris. At this stage. But the thing is Harris yeah. has played in so many great cup games, he's yeah, it's quite the veteran presence. I without question, no doubt about that. But you know, as, a as young long talented as, as long as they don't make him pee in a bottle. <laughs> well they will do that. They would definitely do that. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I, I, I have no doubt in my mind about that one. Okay, so uh we're all in uh in agreement there. I, I think Winnipeg has got the number one running back. I think they've got the running back number one running back team. Okay? So and I mean that that all year I have said B C Lions lack two things the ability to stop the run and the run. Oh yeah. And and those are the two things that I see are as important, especially going into November. They need to do something about that. Or they're not their postseason is gonna end real quick. Now now since we're on this topic since we're on this topic, let's uh let's do the quarterbacks. Who's our number one quarterback in the league right now? I got to go with Zach Caleros. I, I, I just can't go with anyone else. Well, he he's, does not have the number one yards. Do you know who's leading in no. yards? Jake Mayer. Uh, Jake Mayer. And Mayer. I was going to say, yards can be a little bit misleading at times because I remember uh, a couple of years again. where uh, Mike Riley was playing with the Lions and they had a <laughs> horrible record and he led the league in passing yardage. Yeah. Calgary's got a running so that's game. That's not they exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's true. Um, yeah, I, I'm not arguing with Zach Claris being number one. Um, he's at 3,100 yards. Vernon Adams is in third place with 2,900 yards, and then Chad Kelly's back at 28. Uh, number of TDs: Claris has 27, Adams has 20, Chad Kelly has 18. Interceptions. This is the one that's really deceiving because. Vernon Adams had that pathetic game against Toronto. What did he give up? Six, five or six picks. Um, Zach Caleros has turned over the ball ten times. Vernon Adams eleven. Chad Kelly nine. So you can't say that either. Nobody there is protecting the ball better than anybody else. Uh, efficiency, efficiency rating, which would give uh, Zach Caleros the number one rating at one hundred nineteen point six. Vernon Adams at 105.3, Chad Kelly at 114.5. Yeah, it it is so close between the three of these guys. It's just damn scary. Uh, Completion percentage, Zach Caleros is at uh, 68.7. Vernon Adams is at 68.7. Chad Kelly's at 70.1. So his completion percentage is high. But he's also had less attempts. But he's also back. He's uh, one game behind Vernon Adams. He's one game behind, two games behind Zach Caleros. So the percentages and, and efficiency ratings don't change on that. But the amount of yards, the amount of TDs, and the amount of interceptions are going to change once they get up to the same point in time. Uh, yeah, I just – it honestly, it's hard to – draw a number. I mean, I, 
yes, I'm being a dick right now saying Vernon Adams is in the same category, but he most certainly is. There's there's no way that you can say you can't talk about Zach Caleros and Chad Kelly without talking about Vernon Adams because he is I agree. actually leading. He's he's leading in a lot of categories. He is. The one thing I'll say about Vernon Adams is for me to put him in that category uh, with Caleros and guys like that, he's got to do something in the playoffs. Because in Montreal, he never got it done. So last he's year, he's never he He's done. never been on a good team yet. He's never in his, in his entire CFL history has yeah. he been on a, a good team. But Montreal had teams that they could have gotten out of the, they could have gotten out of the East with. No, you know, I don't think they not, did. But no. I think this is this is the year that they could actually. He plays well and they lose. That's all right. Like he, if he shows well in the playoffs, that'll that'll be good for I him. I mean, if if you take your bottom and game and your top game and throw them away for all of these guys, Vernon Adams is head and shoulders above. Because if if you throw that that Toronto game away, the stats for Vernon Adams are through the roof. Yeah, that's true. Oh, down the stretch, he'll... Yeah. I mean, I mean what ifs don't count. Uh, you know, could have been, don't count. You know, whatever happens, happens, right? But right now, the top three teams in the league have the top three quarterbacks in the league, and there's no distinguishing difference between them. There isn't. I don't care how you want to argue it, whether it's Winnipeg arguing for Claros, BC point arguing for Adams, or Argo fans arguing for Chad Kelly. There's no argument. There's there's but, no defining but, argument. Well, there is one, okay, and and the one argument is is my my buddy Jake Merritt leads the league in passing. And he's also got great leadership skills. Okay, so those guys can't can't even carry carry his skate bag. Okay, so I, I think you lost that argument right there. Okay, I, I just want you to know that Jake Mayer leads the league in interceptions. I knew that. And he's almost tied with interceptions and touchdowns. I knew that too. He's got 14 touchdowns and 13 interceptions. That's a terrible, terrible interception percentage. One to one. And 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 you could never one you could never figure out why I was such a big Bo Levi Mitchell fan, could you? Well, he protected the ball well. Wow. Okay. Let's go back over here and see what else we have to talk about. NFL is expanding their practice roster by one position, and that position has to be a global player, which means it's not an American or not a Canadian. And, and all we've gotten so far on online is this chicken little thing about how this is going to affect the, the CFL. And I'm going, oh, you mean the CFL is going to lose the best global players? <laughs> Fuck. 
So what's going to happen here is the NFL is going to go and pick all, every team, all 32 teams in there are going to pick global kickers so that they can have an extra roster spot for somebody else. If, if this had happened this year and not next year, um, Nathan Rourke would be on the roster for Jacksonville. I, I, this is this is not even news. I, I I don't I don't understand it yet. Everybody's doing the chicken little thing. It's so weird. Uh, do you have any William? You're NFL fan. Do you uh, do you see this impacting the NFL in any way, positive or negative, or do you see it impacting the, the CFL? No, I said none, the NFL. None what none whatsoever. <laughs> I don't care. None whatsoever. Yeah, it's just okay. Charles, uh, you know, possibly if you've got you, I mean, we we know of course about Nathan Rook and stuff like that, and the, there's guys that are hell bent and trying to play in the NFL rather than be in the CFL. Well, some more spots just opened up for them, so it's it's possible. I don't think it'll be a massive impact, but it, it could have at least somewhat of an impact. Well. I mean, that it, the project, my projection or prediction has to come true where the NFL laughs at this, the teams laugh at this, and they take a global kicker. And they go find some soccer star who can punt and, and, and put him on, on the roster so that they can use this new expanded position somewhere else. Right. Because I don't, I don't see them bringing in a global quarterback. I don't see them bringing in a global linebacker. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe. But there's nobody out there that's that amazing in the global game, or they'd be in the CFL already. And we're not seeing anybody in the CFL right now that is just head and shoulders above everybody else. Are you? Are we? No, I, I, probably I'm not. I'm hoping... I'm hoping I'm hoping the NFL will recognize in the next year how good Jake Mayer is and and bring him to the NFL. The the sad thing about that Charles or Will is you have to replace him. Right now replacing him is somebody below him. You're you're a math guy, aren't you? You're a math guy, right? Yeah. What's what's zero times zero? Uh, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No. Yes. Okay. I, I understand. I understand what you're saying. I'm just saying that you know at this well, point no, in time, I, I, it, it's at the point, better let, the let, devil let, you know than the devil you don't. Let no, no. But let me put this out there, okay? I, I'm I'm a guy. I'm a guy who always who's always cutting down Cody Fajardo. Okay, Cody Fajardo has more passion in his pinky than Jake Mayer has in his whole body. Yeah, it's it's hard to dispute that. It is. I just I just don't see Jake Mayer having he he can't emote properly. You know what I mean? He just shows no emotion. Correct. I mean, 
come on. Remember, I used to always say at the beginning of every year, Bo Levi Mitchell says he's going to go 20-0 and 0 this year, okay? You've got to love a guy like that as opposed to a guy who says, well, you know i got to get better during every game, and we just weren't good enough tonight, and it's like, fuck that. Oh, no, I, I, I don't disagree with you. But that's on Dave Dickinson for going with a guy like that and not having anybody else. That's that's 100%. I mean, this is is 100% on Dave Dickinson's shoulders. It's his fault for having this guy as his number one quarterback, and it's his fault for not having a, a quality number two. Well, yeah, but you could turn around and say that about every team in the CFL except for a couple. Yeah, right. You can. Okay. Yeah, I think you could actually. Yeah. What? That they don't okay. have quality number two. That's correct. Or they don't have a quality number one. Uh huh. It's it's a bad year okay. for for quarterbacks. No doubt about it's that. A horrible, horrible, horrible year for quarterbacks. But and and has anybody has anybody has anybody stepped up and said, "Holy fuck, I'm gonna I'm gonna grab the reins of this team." I think there's only one or two guys that have done that. I I think we'll see how the rest of the year goes, but I think Trey Ford has done that. Okay, but if he but if he doesn't learn how to if he doesn't learn how to pass and stop running, he's going to get hurt. There's no doubt about it. Okay. I, 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 I don't that. think Trey, Trey Ford hasn't been challenged. Not by a good team. And I, well, we'll see. You know what? I, I, I'm turning around and I'm saying, I like the kid. I like what he's doing. I, you know, Edmonton looks stronger now than what they have throughout the entire year. But in reality, they're just, they're not being challenged. He hasn't been challenged yet. Right. Right. Right, and I did say for the rest of the year, we'll see, we'll see. I mean, we'll it, see. they they have a they have a tough schedule playing BC, Winnipeg, and Toronto. Yep. I mean, I I think uh, he's a guy who's going to get better every single game. To be honest with you, yeah, which you I, can't I think say so. that about some guys. Okay. Right, but I think that Taylor Powell in Winnipeg or in Hamilton is going to get better. Yeah, I, do I too. see him. You I know, you know, he's a, he's what four starts. Yeah, I, I think he's. I agree. He, he's he's going to get better. Um, yep. uh, D- Dustin Crum in Ottawa, he came out of the gate looking really strong. He's kind of fizzled, I guess. They got some film on him, and they know how to stop him. But I, you know, if he. If he works on his game, his skill sets, and, and finds some different, you know, throwing motion needs a little bit of help. But I, I think he could stick around. I don't think Saskatchewan's got somebody worth I, I don't like this Jake Dogala. I'm not, I'm not over the moon about him. You know, I still see some potential in him. He's not there yet, obviously, but I, I don't see he's got some potential, I think, personally. That's my opinion, anyways. I think he's got more potential than Jason Fine, Mason Fine. Yeah. Okay. I think he should be the number one 
quarterback in Saskatchewan until or if they don't find anybody better? Because I don't think yeah, Trevor but don't Harris. Forget, I mean, how long do they sign Trevor Harris for? Two years? Three years? I can't remember how long they signed him know. for. Bill Gallup throws the ball, man, so he just keeps float. He's a pocket passer, and that can be dangerous. He's going to have a good old line. Yeah, yeah but he's get, taller than the old line. He can, he can see over the old line <laughs> without jumping up and down like Flutie did. But he's not he's, gonna, a, he's not fooling anybody. He's not, he's not going to be running. He's not going to be scrambling for first downs like Crum and those guys. So no, no, but no. He throws the ball. Hang on, I got to see something here. But where does Calgary go if they get rid of Mayor? Well, that's the big question, right? Yeah, that's the problem. Who's better? <laughs> they're not developing oh, anyone younger underneath oh, them. Oh, yeah, but I think they're scouring the earth as we speak. Trust me. I hope <laughs> so. Oh, it's possible. They'd be stupid if they weren't. That's so, I, they try and dig, I wonder if they take a chance on Drew Brown here. I'm just, I don't know if he's, I'm not sure he's proven enough, though. But can't be worse than Mayer. Doug, Doug Flutie was five foot eight, so Gala's six foot seven, eleven inches difference. That's kind of funny. Um, yeah, Drew Brown is he going to be a starter in the CFL next year? He's got a good a chance to any of the guys this year, so why not? Saskatchewan, Calgary, Montreal, all need quarterbacks. At the end of this season, someone make a play for Dane Evans for the from the Lions. Try and give him a shot again. He's still hurt, right? Uh, I don't think he's – he's dressing. I don't think he's 100%, though. He, he broke a rib. Yeah. Nobody, that's nobody a wants, hard injury to come back from. Nobody, wants to, nobody wants to take a shot in the ribs. So – Let's go over to Blog Talk here. What, how much time have we got left? Five minutes. Okay. Oh, five minutes. Five minutes. Okay. Uh, let's go around here. What else have we got? Uh, first year of summer Sunday scheduling a success for CFL. Uh, I haven't minded the se- Sunday games. I don't like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday games. I don't like – I mean, it's really nice having four games of the week, only three days that don't have games on them. Um it was kind of nice having one game after the other after the other. I didn't like the 4 o'clock start. Every day was a 4 o'clock start for for us here. Um, right. That, I, I don't like those. When you have four games. We've got one, one more win. this week. Yeah. No, I uh, much prefer a later start. Uh, I don't mind the Sunday games. I know they're going to end now that the NFL is playing. And that, that's probably a good thing because we don't really want to compete with them. I, I'm still partial to two games Friday and two games Saturday. And that's what's happening this weekend. The, the sad thing is, is the late game on Saturday is the uh, Hamilton Tiger Cats into BC. No, Ottawa into BC to play the Lions. And that's going to be a 7 o'clock start, isn't it, Charles? Which one? BC game. This weekend? Yeah. 
it, this weekend is a four o'clock game. Four it's o'clock. The game, okay. four o'clock ga- it's the last four o'clock <laughs> game of the season for the Lions. Oh, the rest right, are yeah. seven. It's four o'clock. Now, my racing starts at six. Time trials at five. So I'm 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 kind of bummed about that. I'm not going to be able to watch this game. And it's it's the last last point game of the the season for us racers. So it's an important and it's a big weekend. So I'm going to be racing. I guess I just watched BC Lines after. Okay. Anything else anybody wants to talk about? No. Okay. What what style of play belongs to the real Trey Ford, and is it suitable? I don't really understand what this article was because I didn't read it, and it is a it's a video article, so you can't really read it. Mm Hmm. Basically, I think it has to do with you know in some of the earlier games he was actually putting up a lot of decent passing yardage. Uh, I think he had at least one or two games where he was over 300 yards passing, but in the last few few games, uh, he's been doing a lot more running, and um, his passing yardage has been quite a bit lower. He had 21 passing yards in the first three quarters of the last week's game. Right. In the victory, he only had 21 yards passing in first three quarters. Fourth quarter, he kind of exploded. Which won the game, but yeah, it's a it's kind of a weird thing situation. It is, yeah. Okay. Well, so what do we got in the standings here? We got Winnipeg currently at ten and three, BC at eight and four, Saskatchewan at five hundred at six and six, Calgary four and nine, Edmonton three and ten. In the east, we have 10 and 1 Toronto, 6 and 6 Montreal. Hamilton's at 5 and 7, and Ottawa is at 3 and 9. So, right now, the Calgary Stampeders, who are fighting for the crossover position, are a game behind Hamilton. They need to be a game ahead. So, Calgary has to make two additional wins to every Calgary or every Hamilton win. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's possible if Hamilton wins some, some more games. I just don't see them winning any games, but you never know. Um, uh, we're under 90 seconds, so I'm going to call it. Uh, this is – oh, what happened there? This has been Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number 547. I survived even with a toothache. Um, I've been your host, Christopher Jones. I have uh, enjoyed talking football with my buddies here, and uh, we're going to have – we're going to do it again next week, uh, but we're going to watch some four football games in the meantime. So uh, you guys have a great week, and uh, let's see what happens. Charles, say goodnight. Good night, folks. Thanks for listening. Enjoy this weekend's games, and we'll talk to you next week. And Rudy. Good night, everyone, and uh, enjoy the games, and uh, go blue. William, you really went off Good the night, rails every- today on your picks, so um, – yeah, good luck well, to you, buddy. Good night, every, good night, everybody. Enjoy the games on the weekend, and I don't have to worry about Calgary losing or winning, for that matter. Good well, night. I don't know. Doesn't Rudy think the bye is going to beat him? <laughs> yeah, well, 
Rudy lives in Winnipeg. That's all I need to say. Good night, everybody. Take care. Good night.